Naperville, the weather's still warm, but the fall is just around the corner. What's going to happen in the housing market? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that as well as what about FHA financing? If I'm a buyer, if I'm a seller, how does it affect me? Is it good? Is it bad? All that and more up next on the Naperville Real Estate Weekly Market Update. Owning a home in Naperville is about living a great life today and investing in a secure tomorrow. On this show, we're going to give you the tools to do both. Welcome to the Naperville Real Estate Weekly Market Update. All right, welcome back to the Naperville Real Estate Weekly Market Update. I'm Chris Grano with Keller Williams. Alongside me is Todd Gosden with Compass Mortgage, and we are your hosts. Todd, how you doing, man? I am doing great. I am doing great. Uh, hard to believe we're working our way to fall already. It's crazy. Kids going back to school, back to college. It's holy cow. It's gone by fast. Right? Oh, my gosh. It's... Um, it really has the summer. I mean, I can't believe it, you know, that we're, we're talking about, you know, football and all this stuff. It's just, it's, it's goes by faster every day. And now my conversations in real estate have been turning to, okay, well, well, what's going to happen now that we're getting towards the fall. And so that's an interesting topic. We can touch on that a little bit. I'm, I'm curious to hear maybe some of the stats that you've seen. Yeah, uh, and we're also going to talk a little bit about FHA financing. So we've been kind of we touched on that a few weeks back with regards to different types of financing, um, you know, and I think there's just questions out there on both sides of the deal. Sellers want to know from their listing agents when I'm having conversations with my sure. seller well, and buyers want to know when they're getting ready to buy. Absolutely. So let's talk real quick about the numbers here in Naperville and then we'll get into the, the fun stuff. So 94 new listings this week in Naperville, which is up from last week by 18%. So that's great because uh, we reported last week that we were actually down a little bit. And Todd, my suspicion was folks were getting ready for school to start. Does that make sense? Yep. You know, sure I think a lot, of, a lot of kids I saw on my Facebook timeline this morning, a lot of kids going back to school today. And so, um, you know, I think that was maybe the lull from last week. But heading back in the right direction, under contracts are up a little bit as well. And um, closings are remaining pretty solid. So I wish I had super amazing news to share with buyers that inventory is just shot through the roof and there's just so many houses available. And But I'm, we're here to be real and transparent on the podcast. Inventory is still very low in Naperville. It's actually um, almost at the lowest it's been all year uh, in terms of you know the turnover and the pace of market. So we're looking at under two months supply of inventory for anything in Naperville under 750. So again, that doesn't mean you can't buy a house. That doesn't mean you can't find a great house. Right. You just have to do it the right way. And we, Todd and I talk about that every week. Okay. So Todd, then we, you know, we talked about school starting up. We kind of hinted at it at the beginning of the podcast. I'm just curious, are you seeing changes in, in applications, changes in conversations with your clients as we head towards the fall? I know you're not Nostradamus, but any, any thoughts about what you're seeing as we head towards the fall? Well, I think, I mean, it's all about perspective and saying proper expectation, right? Number one is as long as I've been doing this uh, finance for 25 years or so is that your last two weeks of July and first three weeks of August are people are not interested in looking at homes. They have last minute vacations. They have kids getting ready for college. They have kids getting ready to go back to school. We're still dealing with some sort of thing out there with the pandemic of what mask or no mask? Do I go to school, not to school? You know, it, there is a lot going on in everybody's life right now. So the reality is it's not a difference of people wanting to buy or wanting to sell. It's just a time period that we're, we're in right now where 
it seems to be that things are slowing, but the reality is that I've never seen more people wanting to buy and more people wanting to sell, which adds a lot of, I think, fuel to what we're going to see going into the fall months and the winter, right? Most people believe as you get deeper into fall and winter that less and less people buy. I would say that that is not accurate. I mean, the months of November and December are typically two of the busiest four months of the year when it comes to people buying and selling homes a lot of times. So I think that we're just in a different place. And I think that the place we're in is very normal for right now. And I think that um, a lot of people are anticipating what does this winter look like? What does this winter look like? Not only for real estate, but what does this look like in the, for the world? Yeah. Right. Let's put it in perspective. Right. So I think that things are fine. I, I think there's no issue. I've not seen any difference in change in these weeks for 20 years. <laughs> it's all been the same. So I think that that's great. You know, as you see in the economics of it, there are the, the, the applications, pre-approvals, people buying and selling are a little lower, but it's not because people don't want to buy. I mean, inventory is lower because there's a lot of people want to buy homes. That's yeah. number one. And number two is People that are building homes, even those are down just because they're still waiting to get be able doorknobs or wood, whatever it is to take for them to build houses. So right. I, I don't look at this as anything unusual other than lots of opportunity for people who want to buy because there are people that want to sell. That's yep. the bottom line to it. And it will be that way forever and eternity. Well, I think anecdotally, and I don't necessarily have stats that are on this particular front, but I can tell you that personally, the conversations I've had with sellers over the last week been busier than any August probably, you know, I've ever had as far as conversations yeah, sure. with sellers, you know, and I, and I think a lot of sellers are realizing, Hey, you know, and maybe they thought previously that October, November, December, Oh, that's a bad time to sell. And I think they're finally coming around and realizing, no, there's never really a bad time to sell. If, if, you know, if you're doing it right again, you know, are there, there are probably fewer buyers in the winter. The good news is there's not fewer serious buyers. All you've done is just eliminate the tire kickers, you know, the folks who like to go window shop. And I don't, I don't blame people. Houses are fun to look at, but those type of buyers are typically out in the spring and summer when it's easy to do so. But sure. the, the serious buyers are the ones who are buying in the fall and the winter because you know nobody's trudging out the kids in the snow in December so go look at a house unless they're a real buyer ready to buy. So I think sellers are finally starting to pick up on that. And I personally have quite a few listings that are almost ready to go. Folks are just doing final touches, painting and things like that. And so I think we're going to see a lot of activity this fall, um, maybe maybe even more so than in previous years. I could agree with that more. Absolutely, we will. So, Todd, talk to me a little bit about we're talking about financing. And sure. I, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, but I think people just have questions about different types of financing. Let's kind of start from the buyer's perspective. If I'm a buyer, um, why might I go with FHA financing and what are some of the pros and cons of that versus other types? Well, I, I think the important thing to distinguish is, and we'll talk about that is, is that there are so many different ways to finance somebody in their home. And I look at it as if, you know, if we had a dresser with all these little drawers in it, where do you fit, number one? And then number two, let's put those, those opportunities and options in a row from best to least best. And let's have a conversation about each one of those and how they're going to benefit you or not benefit you. Where are we going to find the lowest possible rate with the cheapest cost versus higher rates and more cost just because we think we should do this over this, right? right. And it comes down to understanding who you are 
as someone who wants to buy and then assessing. So let's say we are assessing an FHA loan for someone. Federal Housing Authority, they've been around for a very long time. Um, Federal Housing Authority sometimes gets a, a very bad rap. And what that means by a rap is, is that um, listing agents or buyer's agents are not real crazy about doing them, not for any other reason than the potential of what they would call the doom of the appraisal, right? And so, number one, you can go as little as 3.5% down on FHA loan, but just know that you can also do 3% down on a conventional loan. Right. So it doesn't mean that that's the end all be all. There's just a circumstance for every particular thing that someone can use to buy a house. So FHA is a great opportunity. It's a great opportunity if you're if you're healing from a credit issue from a long time ago, if you pull and put down less money. So two things that really get a bad rap with FHA is number one, if you're buying a condo, whether it be a townhouse or a condo. Um, you have to do what they call a condo questionnaire with those particular communities to really assess to whether or not they're going to fit within the criteria of being qualified to be an FHA approved condo association. So everybody needs to know is very there's not a whole lot of them out there right now, condo associations that are FHA approved. They're just not. Right. So the number one thing you can tell your agent or tell Chris is, is that if you are going to be using an FHA, we always say, let's get your agent involved in this conversation because we want to make sure with what you want to buy is actually out there that you can actually find based on many of them not being FHA approved, yeah. right? That's a really big conversation because if you're not in the mix of that, we're going to do a whole bunch of work and you're going to do a lot of running around and the agent's going to go, none of these even work. Yeah. Right. So it's a, it's a tool, Right. The tool, if it doesn't fit, is maybe go back to a 3% on a conventional. And I won't get into today the difference between the twos. But the other issue with FHA is, is that they're a little bit more strict on the condition of the home. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's just put it this way. If, if you're buying a home and it has a safety issue with it or a livability issue with it, it's going to be an issue no matter what kind of loan you do. That's there's the reality, right? If wires are hanging out of the wall, no matter what we do, you're going to be putting the wires back in the wall, capping them or connecting to a switch or whatever you're going to do. Right. Typically, the biggest thing I see with an FHA loan is peeling paint. Mm -hmm. If the house is peeling paint, the appraiser is going to tell you and let's say you're the listing agent, you guys have to figure out a way to get it painted. Right. And so right. painted for the most time is not a catastrophic situation is, Hey, it's peeling a little bit around the window or peeling a little bit around the ledge. So, you know, scrape it off, repaint it. The buyers are probably going to do their own thing with it anyway. Right. But it's truly a way of doing a loan, but everybody in the sale and also the buy have to be involved in that. Right. Yeah. So the number one question is, is that whomever you may be working with for the financing is they need to be asking the question, tell me the condition of the house. Right. Exactly. Tell me, tell me the address so I can make sure it's FHA approved. If yep. it's a single family home, there's no approval process other than getting approved for the loan, but still I want to know conditions. And if it's, if it's something that's questionable, listen, we're in the era of cameras on uh, phones, videos on phones, just do a video or camera video as you preview it and then have that to show your lender partner and your agent partner. I mean, 
Otherwise, there's really not a lot to it is other than you're putting down less money, right? But you can do 3% conventional. Right. It just comes down to, do we have a safety issue? Do we have a cosmetic issue that need to be updated or fixed, number one? And then the other thing is, is with FHA, which would be a little bit different than a conventional loan, they have what they call an upfront mortgage insurance premium. And typically that's, you know, 1.75% uh, of your loan amount, which is a big number. I mean, some of them are three, four, five thousand dollars Sure. It's not a cost that you're paying, but they do roll it into the loan and increase your uh, purchase. So let's say, for example, you're doing a loan amount of 200000 and it's a $5,000 mortgage insurance premium. They're going to change the number to 205000 Right. There is a million questions out there on this topic. And if you have a specific question, you should call Chris or I because it's too technical for right. us to get on in this call. But what it does is then lowers the opportunity of what you pay on a monthly basis for mortgage insurance is what it really comes down to. Yeah. So FHA has its place. More and more people are doing FHA right now. No question about that. It just really comes down to, is it the right fit or is there a fit that would be equal to or better that you may not have to overcome some hurdles. Uh, that's a great explanation. And, you know, and I'll just, from an agent's perspective, like on both sides, <clears throat> I'll just dispel a couple of myths too. I mean, I think one myth is, you know, because the FHA does have <clears throat> the ability to um, have a little bit lower credit, you know, uh, restrictions. Some people think, well, FHA is only for people with bad credit. Well, that's not necessarily true. Not at all. And, and <clears throat> the other thing is, you know, Let's be honest. <laughs> Everybody can have credit issues. You know, that doesn't mean it's not you're not a bad person because you, your credit score is a little low. You know, I mean, that's a conversation I have to have with with sellers all the time. You know, it's like especially on the selling side of things, uh, an FHA loan. Hey, that money is just as green at the end of the day as a conventional loan. And if you have a quality home like you've talked about that doesn't have any of those issues. And as a listing agent, I know that. Right. I, I'm having that conversation with my seller. I know, hey, you've got a pristine home. There's going to be nothing in your home that really should bother any FHA appraiser. So let's not worry about accepting an FHA offer if that's the right offer for us to accept. Um, and I'll say I've had conversations with you and your team too, and I don't, I don't know how all these things work. And I know there's a million different scenarios, but I can, I can attest to the fact at least that there have been at least a few scenarios with people who have had the choice to do FHA or conventional and for whatever reason, in that particular scenario, it turned out that the FHA was offering a much better rate. Oh, yeah. So, and so if it didn't put us in any kind of jeopardy otherwise, why not go with the better rate? So I think there's a lot, a lot, to, um, a lot to talk through. And like Todd said, if you've got questions, because these things are so specific to everyone's individual situation, yep. just call Todd and talk to him about it, you know, rather than trying to come up with all these assumptions or Googling things that may or may not be right. <laughs> yeah. Googling is not the right way to go. There, there's very specific things when it comes to this that have to have a conversation around them. So yeah. Uh, consult with someone who's done it for some time and make sure that uh, you're writing down your questions because after that first meeting, you'll have a thousand more questions. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. For sure. Well, Hey Todd, I just want to give a shout out to our mutual client, Sharon, who's closing on her house in Naperville later today. So we're going yes. to, be, uh, as we record this right now, I'm going to be taken off to that closing in just a little bit. So that's exciting for Sharon. 
And I wanted to uh, share with everyone listening too that um, my web series, Sweet Home Chicago Land, is back in production finally after being shut down for a year and a half with the pandemic. And uh, first episode just released last night. Go to sweethomechicagoland.com, which uh, will actually take you to the same place that Todd and my podcasts are featured on. And uh, in the latest episode, we featured Knock Knolls Nature Center right here in Naperville. So that's that's a really neat episode. Make sure to check that out. Todd, thank you as always. You're welcome. And uh, we'll see you guys next week with more exciting topics here on the Naperville Real Estate Weekly Market Update. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.